lot of us have made many promises and have taken a covenant with Allah that things are going to be different this Ramadan. Many of us are trying to turn a page with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and are afraid of the idea of failure. Afraid that our best is not going to be enough. Afraid that the goals that we set for this month are not going to be met because we already see that we're not meet, meeting the pace that is required to meet those goals within the first few days of Ramadan, within the first week. It is very easy for this month, which is meant to be a month of mercy and a month of forgiveness, and a month in which we approach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ready to run, ready to make strides that we have not been able to make throughout the year. It is very easy for it quickly to turn into disappointment and despair. And so before I talk about the hadith that I'm going to talk about today, which speaks of how we start the nights of Ramadan and how we approach this month from the very beginning, I want to give you this example that we have from the companions about what taqwa is, what piety actually is, what awareness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. Because Ramadan is not sustainable. Fasting is not a goal in and of itself. Maintaining the level of spirituality that you are expected to attain in this month is not reasonable for the entire year. But taqwa, piety and awareness, which is the main purpose of Ramadan, is a goal that you have for the entire year and it is reasonable to expect yourself to generally observe taqwa throughout the entire year. And the example that we have from the companions of the Prophet, peace be upon him, that explains taqwa is like a person that's on this path and there are thorns all around them and they're holding themselves tight to make sure that they don't get pricked by any of the thorns, meaning tarkul ma'asi, meaning they're trying to avoid the sins that would put a barrier between them and their Creator subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's taqwa. So I want you to see yourself as that person and then reflect on the way the Prophet taught us to approach this hadith. For one, Many people approach Ramadan too burdened by their bad habits and too burdened by their shortcomings to even think about making progress because they feel like they're too buried in the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and are not going to be able to make any strides. And so the idea is that unless I fast perfectly and unless I observe this month perfectly and unless I finish an entire juz every day and finish the Qur'an perfectly. And unless I observe taraweeh every night, then I don't know if this Ramadan is going to contain within it forgiveness for me. But the Prophet said, من صام رمضان إيمانا واحتسابا غفر له ما تقدم من ذنبه. Whoever fasts the month of Ramadan with faith and with ihtisab, seeking that reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah will forgive all of their previous sins. So the first gift that Allah gives you as you approach this month, as you're now in this thorny path and it's also uphill, you get to this part of your journey and you're able to relinquish all of the baggage that you brought with you to this month because you are assured forgiveness. Just by virtue of making it to this part of that journey, you are assured that you are able to relinquish all of the baggage that you brought with you to Ramadan. Let it go. You don't have to think about whether or not you're going to be forgiven if you are sincere in seeking that forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the hope that you need to have in this month, what husn al a good expectation of Allah looks like in the month of Ramadan, is not, a good expect, is not the expectations of yourself, it's the expectation of Allah 
that Allah is merciful enough to forgive you and that Allah has sent you a birth of mercy, nafahat, a birth of mercy, a season of mercy, mercy, that if you present yourself to it, you will attain that mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So increase that husnadhan in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the good expectation of Allah. And the very first thing is thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He got you to that, this point of the path. The hadith does not say that whoever fasts Ramadan and prays Taraweeh every night and does this and does this and does that, غُفِرَ لَهُ مَا تَقَدَّمَ مِنْ ذَنْبِ They're forgiven for all of their previous sins. You, would, you get here and you're ready to observe it with Iman and seeking the reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and, and abandoning those things on a consistent basis that keep a distance between you and Allah, then say Alhamdulillah, you're here. You're at that point of the journey. Let go of that burden. Seek forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't be weighed down by it because Allah has given you permission to let go of it and to relinquish it in a sincere act of repentance. And then you get to this month and you're on this journey and suddenly you have this amazing opportunity to gain a momentum that would not be possible throughout the entire year. At that point as you're on this path and you're able to move now and run at a pace that you're not able to run before. Yunadi munadin ya baghi al-khayr aqbil. At that point, a caller calls out to you and says, O oh, seeker of good, come forth. Come forth. Let me say one thing very clearly. Throughout the year, you're not supposed to take on a set of good deeds that you're not going to be able to maintain. Because Ahabul Amali inqal, the most beloved of deeds to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are the consistent ones, even if they're small. But Ramadan is not a time for moderation with good deeds. It's not moderate to spend the entire night awake in the last 10 nights worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with no break and pitch a tent in the masjid the way the Prophet used to and completely force himself. The Prophet condemned people for doing that outside of Ramadan because it was a lack of moderation. So all the talk of consistency, let's leave it for the last khutbah in Ramadan inshaAllah. Right now, rush. Take on what you can. Expose yourself. The Prophet said, Expose yourself to the, these birds of mercy that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends your way. Any good you see, just jump at it. Don't think twice about it. Don't think, am I going to be able to keep this up next week? No, this is Ramadan. This is the time you push yourself. This is the time you ex exhaust yourself in doing good. And yes, throughout your thinking, what of this can I continue after the month? Because there are so many things that I thought were impossible that I'm now finding are actually very possible. I used to think I didn't have time to do all this. I used to think this wasn't attainable. And now I'm attaining it on a daily basis. What am I doing? Allah wants you to think about that. But for now, Ya baghi al-khayr aqbil. Oh, he who wants to do good, jump to it, run to it, immerse yourself into it. I'm not telling you to approach good deeds with moderation in Ramadan. Approach it excessively because this isn't a usual month. So it should not have a usual reception. After Ramadan, please don't be in the masjid every night between Isha and Fajr. That's not moderate. And yes, you need to sleep. The Prophet ﷺ after the month of Ramadan would sleep more. Now, those bloodshot eyes that you have in the day, 
and that fatigue that you have, you have a Lord that is looking at you in those moments and showering you with mercy as He sees you that way. Allah wants to see you that way right now. That's why the Prophet was always generous. And in fact, his generosity would not be considered moderation for us on his usual days. But in the month of Ramadan, it was like a blowing wind. It was indiscriminate. That's the way the ulama describe it. Like the Prophet coming through your city is like a hurricane coming through of khair, of generosity. It's just not, it's not going to spare anything that's in front of it in terms of its generosity. Because in Ramadan, Ya Baghi Al Khair Aqbid, rush to it. So you know what? Push yourself. And when you feel like you have the capacity to push yourself a little further, you've gotten past a certain number of raka'at and qiyam, and you think you can push yourself more, you're feeling like, you know what? I'm not as tired as I was in the first few nights of Ramadan, then push yourself. Don't say, well, am I going to be able to keep this up next week? No, push yourself and pray those extra raka'at. Squeeze yourself with that khair, with that good in this month of Ramadan. Because there's no other time that is like it. And the Prophet ﷺ says, وَيُنَادِي مُنَادٍ And another caller calls out, وَيَا بَاغِيَ الْشَرِّ أَقْصِرْ And O seeker of evil, stop short. Now you could read that hadith and you can think to yourself that this is speaking to the one who is malicious. Actually it's speaking to the one who's persisting in sin. That now's the time to stop. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is calling out to you and has reduced the influences. Stop that evil now. Do whatever it takes to put yourself, to put a distance between you and that evil. And the way to really think about this is the powerful image that Allah gives us on the Day of Judgment. That when one of us sees their sins on the Day of Judgment, يَوَدُّ لَوْ أَنَّ بَيْنَهَا وَبَيْنَهُ أَمَدًا بَعِيدًا You would wish that there was this huge distance between you and those sins. You would want to put a gulf between you and those sins. Do that now as you're becoming more aware. What can I do to distance myself? Not just quit this bad habit now. What are the barriers I can put in place while those influences are there so that I can put a distance between me and that sin? The Prophet ﷺ said that whoever fasts one day of Ramadan or one day of fasting, sincerely seeking the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah puts a distance between him and hellfire, his face and hellfire, a journey of 70 years. What's the distance that I can put between those bad habits and me, so that I can continue after Ramadan and not worry about those bad habits? And then the Prophet ﷺ said, وَلِلَّهِ عُتَقَاءُ مِنَ النَّارِ وَذَلِكَ كُلُّ لَيْلَةِ and Allah redeems people from the fire and that is every single night of Ramadan. The biggest mistake we make in Ramadan is we gear up for a part of Ramadan that we might not even live to see. Every day of Ramadan is an opportunity. Every day of Ramadan is its own unique race. Every time you take that last sip of water at suhoor, up until you take that first sip of water at iftar, you have a new race every day to be amongst those that Allah has included from Al-Utaqa, from those who are redeemed, those who have attained what we seek from this entire month. And the Prophet ﷺ said in another hadith, also authentic, وَيُزَيِّنُ اللَّهُ الْجَنَّةَ كُلِّ يَوْمٍ فِي رَمَضَانِ فَيَقُولْ تَزَيَّنِي يُوشِكُ عِبَادِيَ الصَّالِحُونَ أَنْ يُلْكُ عَنْهُمُ الْمَأُونَةَ وَالْأَذَى وَيَصِيرُ إِلَيْكَ That Allah beautifies paradise every day in Ramadan and He says to it, beautify yourself 
for soon my anticipating righteous servants, my anticipating righteous servants will shed their hardships and griefs and enter into you. So your Jannah gets more beautiful every day in Ramadan. How are you decorating your home every single day in Ramadan? Treat every single day as a race. And expose yourselves to those births of mercy. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to find momentum in this Ramadan that we will be able to continue after Ramadan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us amongst those who are accepted and forgiven. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala expose us to every good, remove from us from every evil, and remove from us the influence of anyone that seeks to turn us away from Him and make us more attentive to every influence that seeks to bring us closer to Him. Allahumma ameen. Alhamdulillah, we are happy to announce the launch of the One Islam TV app. Watch hundreds of high-quality produced Islamic reminders, Quran learning videos, stories of the prophets, and so much more. Two new videos uploaded daily, insha'Allah. Watch videos on demand, or download videos and watch offline. No more annoying ads or pop-ups. 100% safe browsing for your peace of mind. Watch or listen to lectures and lessons while you work, rest, or drive with your device switched off. One Islam TV is 100% run and owned by Muslims, which means the small amount you pay for your subscription is a sadaqah jariyah, continuous charity for you. As we use the funds raised to continue producing more beneficial videos and reminders, Insha'Allah. The One Islam TV app is now available on Apple devices, Apple TV, Android devices, Android TV, Amazon Fire TV, and Roku. So you can watch on most devices and smart TVs. Download now for a free 7-day trial. May Allah reward you for supporting our work.